This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 582. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 582. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. I'm happy and excited and delighted to be here with you. As always, I'm really excited to dive into our conversation today. I'm going to be giving you a bit of an update on my own mental health. And before we dive into my mental health, let's talk about your mental health for a minute. (laughs) You get to go first today. Not really. You don't have to say anything. You get to listen. Okay, so here's the thing. Oh my goodness, our mental health is compromised in such a big way right now because of all we have endured and are enduring for months and months and months on end with no end in sight. And so I know at the beginning of the pandemic, I saw how scared people were. I was among you, trust me. Like we were like, what is this going to look like? How is this going to go? How are we going to get through it? And at that time, I offered a hope, happiness, and mental health challenge. And this was a totally free challenge to bring people together to help us feel grounded and connected and in community with one another. And it was a really beautiful, powerful experience. And tons of you signed up and got so much out of it. And as we've started navigating this season of life and going back into a new school year and continuing to try to do everything we can to endure and not just endure, but thrive at times during this pandemic, I know some of you were like, yeah, right, thriving, what's that? But I know that we're still trying to show up. I thought it would be a really great time to revisit that hope, happiness, and mental health challenge. 
and do it again. So this is a totally free challenge and it actually starts today. Don't worry if you haven't signed up yet. You can sign up today. You can sign up anytime this week. We're running the challenge from September 20th to September 24th of 2021. So you can sign up totally for free if you go to shamelessmom.com slash challenge. And over the course of the week, we're going to be talking about the following topics. We're going to talk about fear and why fear doesn't get to drive. We're going to talk about how to rebuild your relationship with control. We're going to talk about how to keep returning to who you are. We're going to talk about how to feel your feelings, but keep moving through emotion. And we're going to talk about how to restore hope. So join us anytime this week. And if you join us midweek, don't worry, you'll get the recordings to everything at the end of the week. You can access everything is going to be accessible via email and Facebook lives. And so you can get in there. You can get the recordings. If you're a day or two late, you can join us now and catch us live for the rest of the week. I would love to have you. This is a place for us to, again, just get grounded, have a place to find comfort with each other and really be in community with one another right now. So to sign up for free, just go to shamelessmom.com slash challenge to grab your spot. So that's how I'm going to help you with your mental health is by helping you work through the five-day challenge. Here's what's going on with my mental health. (laughs) So I shared an episode with you a few months ago prior to summer, and that was episode 544. And I'll link that in the show notes so that you can go back and listen if you haven't already. But here's what happened. I shared this episode, and in the episode, I talked about my own diagnosis this year of PTSD and anxiety. And I knew I had anxiety. So that diagnosis was actually, I will say, like, it was a huge relief. It was like, finally, I've been seen. Finally, someone was like, you have a lot of anxiety and that must be really hard. And you've been managing it since you were eight years old, all on your own. And I talked in the episode about how validating and affirming it was to have a doctor say and a therapist say, I see you. I see how you've had to cope with this throughout your life and what that has been like. But what was really surprising was I was also diagnosed with PTSD. And I really did not see that coming. And I've learned so much about all the different ways that it can show up. And one of the things that actually really, one of the tools I learned that helped a lot, or not a tool, but a a resource, I read the book, listened to the audiobook actually, What Happened to You by Dr. Bruce Perry and Oprah. And oh my goodness, it made, it just helped so many things click. So that's like my like first thing, like if you have PTSD or you think you might have PTSD, Anything around trauma, unresolved trauma in your life, definitely recommend this book. It was so eye-opening to me. And some of the stuff I was like, oh, that makes sense. And like some of it I felt like I knew a little bit, but hadn't connected all the dots around it yet. And then other things I was like, oh, holy cow. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even know about that. So that was actually like getting that diagnosis at first was kind of shocking. Not kind of, it was totally shocking. But then as I started learning more, I was like, oh, this actually makes a lot of sense. As a result of sharing my diagnosis of anxiety and PTSD, many of you, many of you came to me and said, thank you, thank you, thank you for talking about this. Me too. I also have anxiety or PTSD or other diagnoses related to that. And it wasn't just among listeners of the show and those of you who I know via the internet. It was literally my neighbor, (laughs) one of my neighbors. I was like walking out of my driveway one day to take Piper for a walk. And my neighbor was like, hey, I've never listened to your podcast before. And I was like, oh, boy, where are we going with this? She's like, but I listened to one episode recently. And she's like, I don't even know how it caught my eye on my podcast player. But it was your one about your diagnosis. And I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) like of all the ones you're going to listen to, it's going to be like the most probably 
vulnerable one in some ways. I mean, maybe aside from like some of the infertility ones, but I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay. She's like, I just have to thank you so much. She said, I relate to a lot of what you said. And it was really helpful and insightful to hear what you had to say about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, first of all, I said, thank you so much for telling me that it makes it seem worth it to hear that. It makes it seem worth burying my soul and my story and the risk that is involved in that to hear someone say that. So that was a cool experience. And then I also had other people texting me, my son's friends, moms, and other people in the community who aren't like followers of the show or people who listen regularly who just listen to that episode. And again, at first I was like, oh, is that weird? Like, did I put too much out there? And then I was so grateful that I decided to share because I could see how many of you were able to see some of yourself in my story and in parts of my story. And so I think that is where things, I think that's where the magic happens in sharing our stories. And this absolutely happened when I talked about infertility and when I talked through everything we went through with infertility to get pregnant with Vinny. And then when we tried to have a second, and I talked a lot about when we tried to have a second, I talked a lot about how the first time we were trying to get pregnant, I didn't talk about it with anyone. Like it was very much a secret, just a couple close friends knew and that was it. And it felt very lonely. And the second time when we were trying to get pregnant with a second child, I shared everything, which some people thought was super weird and inappropriate. But I will tell you the connection that I felt with other women who understood what I was going through made it so worth it. And the people who didn't get it and the people were like, oh, that's kind of oversharing. I was like, I'm not here for you. Like I'm here for the people who I'm able to connect with because I'm sharing my story. And that's absolutely how I felt about this episode about my mental health diagnoses, where I thought there's going to be people who think this is too much, who think it's inappropriate, who think it's whatever. That's not who it's for. It's for the people who are like, oh my gosh, I see some of myself in this. I understand myself in a different way. I don't feel so alone. That's why I share the things that I share. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com 
slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. So I just want to thank all of you, any of you who reached out in any way about that episode, about episode 544 about my diagnoses, because it meant so, so much to me to hear from you and to feel seen in a different way within this community. It really, really meant a lot. So the reason I wanted to do the episode today was to give you an update around kind of what's been going on and how I'm managing anxiety every damn day. And so I think I've mentioned before on the show that one of the things, even before being diagnosed, one of the things that I'd really shifted in my mind was I had stopped saying that I struggle with anxiety. So even before my diagnosis, like living with anxiety was a part of my life and I was very aware of it. It was only in like getting diagnosed that I was like, it was like high-fiving myself, like, yeah, I knew I had that. (laughs) Um, And getting a high-five from a psychiatrist. But prior to that, For a long time, when I first realized that I had anxiety through a conversation with a therapist, where it wasn't like a super clinical diagnosis, but just like a suggestion, like you probably have anxiety. It really sounds like it from these different things that you have said and ways that you experience life. And when that first happened, I thought, oh my gosh, like I struggle with anxiety every day. It's something that I wake up with and I viscerally feel in my body every single day. And I can tell you exactly what that feels like. And I talked about that in episode 544. And so I had this narrative of like, this is something I've struggled with for a really long time and I continue to struggle with it. And at a certain point, I realized like, hey, if I'm telling myself every day that I'm struggling with something, is that beneficial? (laughs) How about instead I shift that narrative a bit to be like, I manage this. 
Because the thing is, while sometimes it is a struggle for sure, I also am a super high functioning person who gets a lot of shit done, right? So what if the narrative was like, actually, I manage anxiety. I manage anxiety so that I can go do all these other things. Like I am able to manage it in a way that allows me to keep going and keep moving and keep achieving and keep doing things. Now, I'm not saying that it's not okay to struggle. It's absolutely okay to struggle. And there are times and days for sure where I'm like, oh, this is getting the best of me. And it is okay to have those days, but I want the overall narrative to be that I manage anxiety every day, every damn day, not that I struggle with it every damn day, because I want to be careful about the story I'm telling myself, because I want to be able to keep getting up and getting out of bed every single day and showing up in the ways that allow me to really lean into my strengths and my power and being able to show up and serve here and in all the relationships in my life. So let me tell you what I am doing currently to manage my anxiety and how it's going. So first and foremost, medication. I am taking medication. And I might have talked about this a little bit in episode 544. But it's funny when I talk to my therapist and I tell her like, I'll say like, hey, this thing happened. And I see how I handled it so differently than I would have before my diagnosis. And she'll say, well, why do you think that is? And I'm always like, because of my medication. (laughs) And she always wants me to be like, well, what about the new tools that you're using? And she's like, let's talk about the tools that you're using and how well you're doing using your tools. And I'm like, nope, it's just the medication. So we're always trying to find this balance of like the medication helps. And also you're using tools, new tools and using other tools differently than you have in the past and things like that. But I will say for me, the medication has created a huge shift because for me, the way anxiety showed up every single day and was a part of my day from the moment I woke up was in the pit that was in my stomach. There was a pit that I woke up with every single morning. And the pit was like, oh my gosh, you have a lot of things to do. And what if you can't do it? And it's going to be really hard. And what if you let someone down? And what if you mess up? And how are you going to get it done? And it was just this like pit of dread is the best way to describe it. And also urgency, like dread and urgency. And if you've never woken up with dread and urgency, or if you've only woken up with that like here and there and maybe like specific seasons of life, to wake up with that every single day for 37 years straight, it's a lot. (laughs) So Erin, starting medication, that pit went away. And so when my doctor and my therapist ask me why things are different or better, I'm like, it's all the medication because I don't wake up with the pit. I don't wake up with that dread and that urgency. Instead, I wake up and I'm like, hmm, what needs to get done? What should I do first? And it's this like very rational thought process that does not feel like dread and like, oh, holy cow, what if I can't do it? And it doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, hurry up, get started right now. You're never going to get it all done. So that's a game changer for me. So that's one of the pieces is the medication piece. With medication. I'm managing my anxiety with exercise. This is not new. This is how I've always managed anxiety, but I'm sharing it with you because it's been so key and so integral for me. I will talk about it every day until I die, and I will do it every day until I die in whatever way I can. I manage anxiety every single day with exercise. Okay, not every single day, six days a week, sometimes seven. I'm actually kind of in a seven day a week phase right now because movement is just so critical to me. <laughs> And there's certain things like I get on weird schedules that like, not weird schedules, but like schedules that I really like to keep. And so like right now, I love my morning workouts right before I take Vinny wherever, wherever, wherever he's going, like school or camp or whatever. 
And those are often pretty short workouts. But right now I'm in this season where I'm really loving running on Saturday and doing the Peloton on Sunday. But I don't want to give up any of my weekday workouts because those are just like so integral to like how my day starts. So right now I'm exercising seven days a week, most weeks. And then there'll be like come ski season, I'll ski on Saturdays and be like, I'm laying on the couch on Sunday, like drinking extra coffee and doing nothing else. So I'm like six or seven days a week with exercise, but it hugely, hugely helps. And here's what I know about exercise. Exercise for me, and I think for everyone, I think motion processes emotion. And for me, exercise also helps me solve problems in my head. So if you have anxiety, your head tends to spiral a lot. Or if you have the kind of anxiety I do at least, where you're like constantly thinking through scenarios and like, should I do this or that? Should I say this or that? What about this? Is that too much? Is that not enough? Like you're always spiraling about things. And exercise helps me come out of that by either helping me focus on something else entirely or by helping me get out of a loop and into a solution. So if I'm walking or running and I'm actually able to get some good thinking time in for exercise, I get out of the loop and into a solution. Or if it's just nervous energy and I'm like lifting weights and getting like and punching things and like doing boxing stuff or whatever, then it's just gets releases that nervous energy. So the next thing I do to manage anxiety, third thing, calendar management, calendar management, calendar management. Oh my goodness. I am always, always, always trying to be a better manager of my calendar because too many things on my calendar really stresses me out. I need space and breaks and not like space and breaks to do nothing, but space and breaks for my mind to recover. (laughs) And when I am in something, I'm very deeply into something. I'm also a highly sensitive person in HSP, which I, I don't know if I've mentioned this part yet on the show, but I went through that like assessment as well. And I think probably I talked about it in the diagnosis episode, but anyway, so when I'm in something, I'm like very intensely in something. And then afterwards, there's like this release. So for example, on a coaching day, and you might have this in your work as well, or in your the ways you have to show up, you might have this in parenting. When you are in something, you're really, really in it. And then when you're done with that thing, you're like, holy cow, like exhale. And like, I'm going to need a minute to recover. So on a coaching day, for example, so like Tuesdays are heavy coaching days for me. I'm super in it. Like I am like intense, helping, serving, coaching, teaching, And I love it. Like all day long, I'm like, oh my God, I'm at my best. Like I really, really am high performing on Tuesdays. And I get done and I'm always like, that was amazing. Like it was a great day. And then I'm like, and I need to go to bed at eight (laughs) o'clock. Like there's this drain that comes after from really being so focused and so engaged. And so I'm learning that I need to manage my calendar in a way that I have those days only in certain spots. Like I can't have that day every day. That cannot be five days a week. So for me, I have like one or two days a week that are like that. And then my other days I have are more spacious. That really helps me manage my anxiety. When I look at my calendar, I'm like, okay, lots of intensity on Monday and Tuesday often, low intensity Wednesdays. And then depending on Thursdays, sometimes more intensity there and Fridays lower intensity. And so, and when I say higher and lower intensity, it's really just like how many things are on the books? How much time do I have to be in creative mode on my own terms versus 
talking with other people, interviews, coaching, scheduled events where I have to show up and really be like on for someone else and engaged in a conversation because I do really well engaged in conversations and then I need a minute (laughs) to process and recover. So that's that piece, calendar management. And I will tell you every year, if you've come to my plan and prep pajama party every January, I talk about this endlessly that like every year I get more disciplined about my calendar. Like every year I'm like, okay, I'm going to do less days of calls, or I'm only going to do interviews on these days, or I'm going to take every Wednesday afternoon off or every Wednesday and Friday afternoon off. Or, and when I say off, it doesn't mean not working or not doing anything, but typically like having no scheduled appointments. For you, it could absolutely be taking the day off and doing nothing and watching Real Housewives or doing a puzzle, like whatever works for you. So that's the calendar management piece. The next piece is my predictable mornings, predictable mornings, predictable mornings. I manage anxiety by getting out of bed and doing the exact same thing every day. (laughs) And it's literally the exact same steps in the exact same order. And I will say when I first started medication, so you heard me say that For me, anxiety showed up as dread and urgency. So it used to be that I would get up and because of that dread and urgency, I had this list of things I would do in the morning, especially after we got Piper, that was a whole bunch of things and I would do them in the same order and it was literally like, okay, now this, okay, now this, okay, now this. And there was this urgency like about getting through them. And since being on the medication, that urgency isn't there and it's been really funny that sometimes things get out of order now. And so typically it would be like, get up, brush teeth, put on workout clothes and slippers, carry my workout shoes downstairs. I mean, it's like weird traditions, like carry the workout shoes downstairs, put them in the workout room, then turn on the coffee, then go get Piper out of her crate, then feed her. And a few times I forgot to turn the coffee on after I started the medication. And I was telling the doctor, I'm like, I'm doing things in different orders now. And he's like, well, is that a problem? I'm like, no, but it's so not me. Like, it's so weird. Like, I'll come in from letting, I'll feed Piper and take her out to go potty. And then I'll be like, oh my gosh, I didn't turn the the coffee on. Like, I've never not turned the coffee on first. Like, it's the wrong order now. And it's not that it's the wrong order. It's just that it's different. And so he's like, well, is that a problem? I said, no, it's not a problem. It's just really interesting to notice that that dread and urgency had me like so tied into things that. I couldn't see outside of that. And now I'm like, oh, it's okay if the coffee gets turned on like two and a half minutes later than, or in a different order. Like if it's step five instead of step two, that's okay. <laughs> like it really doesn't matter at all. I don't have to panic about it. The coffee's still gonna show up. It's all gonna be good. So it's funny things like that that I've noticed where I'm like, oh, like I things don't always have to be exactly the same. That said, because I wake up, not with the dread and the urgency anymore, but because I'm so used to waking up in a way that is like immediately like going down a bullet list. Predictable morning routines are really, really helpful for me to keep me from negotiating or overthinking or having to be in decision-making mode. And I think that's probably the most crucial part. I don't want to be in decision-making mode first thing in the morning. Decision-making is very exhausting to me. And I don't know if this is from being a highly sensitive person. I think it might be a little bit ADHD, which is another thing I'm talking to my psychiatrist about. But decision-making is really exhausting to me. So I do not want to wake up in the morning and have to make 18 decisions. So I don't decide, like, am I going to work out today or not? Am I going to go for a run or a walk? Like, that's already decided. Am I going to have this breakfast or that breakfast? I know every single day what I'm doing. Like, I know what my workout is. I know that, like, Monday is full body. Tuesday is boxing. Wednesday is running. Thursday, it's like every... I know all those things. 
That predictable morning routine creates a space where I do not make decisions for the first hour, hour and a half of my day. The decisions have already been made. I'm just working down my list, sometimes out of order now. So that predictable morning routine is really, really important to me and really stresses, really allows me to stay stress-free in the morning, which is really important for managing anxiety. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Okay, the next thing I'm doing to manage anxiety, this is new since starting therapy and medication and all that, is I have this new grounding practice that I do in the morning, and I really love it. It is like, it's super comforting. So it's, I wish I had a name for it. I need to come up with a fancy name. Like if you have an idea for a name, let me know. But I basically, I call it my grounding process over coffee. (laughs) So what it is, is while I take my first three sips of coffee, I stand and look out this window in my kitchen and I think of three things that I'm grateful for. So like literally for each sip, I think of one thing and it's always little things from like the day before or even that morning. But I'm telling you, it is so comforting. And I feel my feet beneath me. And I think like, okay, my feet are beneath me. Here's three things I'm grateful for. And then I take my medication. And that's my grounding practice is thinking of the things I'm grateful for, taking the medication. And that's how I've actually worked the medication into my daily routine. I really had a hard time because I do the same thing every single day. It has been really hard for me to remember to take pills. (laughs) And so 
I had to find a routine that it could integrate into. And so I was like, okay, I'd started doing the grounding practice before I started medication. And then when I was struggling to take this medication, I was like, okay, this has to fit in somewhere where I won't forget where it's like happening every day. And so that's where I take my medication, same time, same place, standing, looking out the same window every single morning. So those are the things I'm doing to manage anxiety right now. And some of those things might work for you, even if you don't have anxiety. (laughs) And you might be someone who has anxiety who might find that you manage anxiety very differently if you do these things. So I want you to just listen through that lens of could these things help me? And I will also tell you that exercise and calendar management and predictable morning routine and a grounding practice while you drink your coffee those will help anyone. (laughs) So those will help anyone, including all moms who may not have anxiety, but probably have a lot of chaos in their life. (laughs) So I hope this has been helpful to you. I hope that you learned something here. I hope this update has been helpful. If you are someone who manages anxiety every day, if you're someone who manages your mental health in ways that maybe aren't the same as everyone else in the world, or is the same as the majority of the people in the world, Know that you're not alone and know that it is absolutely okay to ask for help, to ask for support, to build routines specifically around your diagnosis so that you are supported in ways that allow you to cope the best you can. I love talking about this because I have some good things that work for me and I'm so honored to be able to share those if they might help other people. And someone else who talks about this who I can never plug enough is Mia Hemstad. M-I-A-H-E-M-S-T-A-D. Shout out to Mia Hemstad. She talks about this as well. She also has anxiety. She has depression. She has PTSD. And she talks about all the grounding practices that she uses and all the things that she does to manage anxiety, PTSD, depression every day in order to keep going, in order to be as functional as possible or to not be functional sometimes, to just like lay down and take a nap sometimes. So she's another really great person to follow. You can follow her on Instagram. She's at Mia Hempstead. Okay, so I hope this was helpful to you. If you need more support around just managing anxiety, managing your mental health, managing chaos right now, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, but I have a lot of tools and I have a lot of insights. And I'm gonna be talking a lot about the things that I know can help you during this time that we're in right now during our Hope, Happiness, and Mental Health Challenge. So like I said at the beginning of the show, It's not too late to join us. We're starting today if you're listening in live time on Monday, September 20th, but you can join us at any time throughout the challenge this week. Just go to shamelessmom.com slash challenge. That's shamelessmom.com slash challenge to get signed up for free. And that gives you access to our emails and to our daily Facebook lives that are coming out. And you can connect with me. You can join our Facebook lives and ask me questions in live time. Give me high fives in live time, virtual high fives that is. I would love to have you join us. I think that this will be really valuable in order for you to be grounded in order for you to have some comfort and some really awesome connection with a, an amazing community of shameless moms during this time. So go over to shamelessmom.com slash challenge to get signed up. And I will see you in just a couple of days for another fantastic episode and another awesome interview.
Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.